You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by our Chief Economist, Stephen Halmerick. Stephen, nice to have you on. Thanks, Belinda. Fantastic to be with you again. Now, we are here to talk about the Household Spending Intentions Index. Uh, Now, this is the second edition of our new and improved HSI Index. Do you want to remind our listeners what we've changed? Yes, uh, thanks for that. Yes, yeah, so, so the HSI or Household Spending Intentions Index now includes 12 spending categories. The, the initial edition was a seven spending categories, so it's now 12, and that covers nearly all of consumer spending activity in Australia. So this is where we combine the transactional data we can see through the Commonwealth Bank Network, spending and lending, with publicly available Google search terms. And those uh, Google search terms give us an idea of what people intend to spend money on as well as what they actually did spend money on in the month. Now, this is for the month of November. So we had an easing of restrictions throughout uh, the states that went through the very long Delta lockdowns, including here in New South Wales, where you and I are both based. What was the overall uh, themes that we saw come through the HSI for November? Well, the good news is that the HSI index was up again in November, up 2.1% on the month, and that's 4.5% higher than November last year. So the index now stands at 110.3. And the other really good news is that's actually the highest reading throughout the whole COVID-19 period. So it's the highest since December 2019 before COVID arrived. So in that sense, it looks like household spending intentions have recovered all the lost ground of the COVID-19 period. That's very good news and I think it's really reflective of not only the easing of restrictions but the relatively tight labour market that we've seen in Australia. We've seen an improvement come through in terms of hiring, attachment to the workforce but also very strong accumulated savings in the Australian economy. If we just go through what were some of the main drivers of this result, we continue to see an increase in spending and intentions to spend on transport, travel, retail and household services. Partly offsetting this was a fall in home buying, which we've seen in other indicators of the housing market as well. Just let's dive in to transport and that's really, um, I guess, mobility in the Australian economy, just your regular day-to-day transportation. Uh, What happened to that uh, particular category? Yes, as you say, transport was up very strongly. It was up just over 21% on the month and is up over 39% compared to November last year. And pretty clearly here we're seeing people getting out and about again. Mm -hmm. So the biggest increases on the month, uh, sorry, the biggest increases on the year were in uh, service and fuel stations, uh, taxis and other ride services, um, auto repairs, tyre shops, parking lots and garages, and, and freight and trucking, trucking services. So uh, very strong across the board there for 
uh, lots of services related to just moving around the economy. Mm. So that's really our day-to-day move, freight, uh, you know, our commuting to work or commute to see uh, family. We also saw a strong lift in the travel index as well. And I guess when I think about travel, I think more about our leisure, our holidays, uh, which I think coming into the summer holidays, we're all very much looking forward uh, to taking a break and, and getting away now that borders are starting to reopen both domestically and internationally. What were some of the main drivers of that lift in the travel index? Yes, well, travel, as you said, was up strongly. It was up uh, just shy of 15%. And so the biggest increases we've seen there were actually spending on hotels, motels and resorts, a travel agents of a pretty low base, mm. uh, as well as cruise ships also of a very low base, uh, but airlines, tourist attractions, camper and RV dealers, uh, sport and rec camps, uh, bus lines, airports. So uh, as I mentioned, some of those coming up a low base, but really good to see quite a strong increase in travel spending on the month. It is. And I think one of the issues that we were worried about as restrictions from the Delta lockdown were eased was just how confident people would be to move about in society, to book these holidays, to go to the shops. Uh, and how long that adjustment period will be. But I think what we've seen in a lot of our uh, internally generated data and now the official data as well is that adjustment period has been relatively short and we saw another lift in the retail index in November and that was also lifted in October. Uh, what happened in terms of the retail component? It's a, another good solid lift in retail, as you said, up 9.6% on the month and that followed a strong rise in October as well. So mm. the reopening of New South Wales and Victoria has certainly seen people opening up their wallets. So good increases in spending across a lot of categories, department stores, men's and women's clothing, furniture and household equipment, electronic stores, household appliances, jewellery and watches, pet shops, shoe shops, news agents, hardwares. The list you know, goes so on. Quite a long <laughs> yeah, so really across a, a really uh, quite a wide breadth of uh, retail spending, which is great to see. The, the other thing that seems to be happening there is people getting ready for their end-of-year events. Ah. So we saw an increase in spending on cosmetics, uh, tailoring and alterations, and clothing rentals. Oh. So that's um, a good sign of people getting out and about. It is. And one of the new categories as well in uh, the second enhancement to the Household Spending Intention Series, which is household services spending, that was up again in November, up 9.4% for the month and annually up close to 10%. What were some of the main drivers in that category? Yeah, so that, that category has been really quite strong mm. the last couple of months. So in November, a big increase is seen in beauty and barbershops again, vet mm. uh, services, charities, which is uh, good to see, childcare services, uh, tiling at home, roofing services, electronic repairs, furniture repairs. So lots of uh, aspects related to you know, in the household, running the household, seeing really good increases. Now, one area that we have seen some falls take place is the home buying component. So this fell in the month of November. We think there are some seasonal factors uh, coming in play after and also a slowing in demand, I think, after we saw a very strong housing market through the middle of 2021. We've also we've started to see some moderation in house prices and falls in demand for loans for housing as well. What what happened in that category? Yes, yeah, so the home buying being intentions index was actually down a pretty sharp 27.5% mm. on the month. 
I think that overstates the the weakness on the month. It, uh, it's peaked earlier in the year. It uh, was just at record highs earlier in 2021, come off those record highs. But that's pretty consistent with what we're seeing in terms of the number of new home loan applications through Commonwealth Bank, particularly for owner-occupiers mm. and new home buyers. And also we're seeing some uh, moderation in the pace of home price increases uh, because uh, we are now seeing the interest rate on fixed rate mortgages beginning to increase. And those fixed rate mortgages have been ca- accounting for between 45 and 50% of all mortgage applications. Mm. So a slight increase in interest rates. Uh, there was actually less weekends in November than there was in October, so that might have had an impact as well. Uh, but overall, it does look like the home buying uh, spending intention index has peaked and it's a little bit softer over the last couple of months. And I think that reiterates our view that we'll start to we'll continue to see a moderation in the growth in house prices over the first half of 2022 before we do see an orderly fall of 10% in dwelling prices in 2023. Stephen, we could keep going on. We have 12 categories. We've covered a few. Uh, were there any other categories you wanted to highlight? Once again, I think the entertainment index was up a game, which I think is reflective of people really feeling confident to go out there and move about the community. Yeah, as you say, entertainment was up another 8.5%. An increase, interestingly, in things like live theatre, movies, as well as eating out, drinking out, uh, fast food. Uh, So really good to see that ongoing improvement in entertainment. Uh, But I think the other thing to highlight is, as we saw in the national accounts, you know, Mm. we estimate that Australians have saved in excess of $240 billion through the COVID-19 period. And it looks like that money is going to continue to be spent as we head into Christmas and next year. So the outlook remains very positive. Stephen, it's been great to get your insights in the Household Spending Intentions uh, series for November. Uh, Thanks very much for joining. My pleasure. Thank you, Belinda. Now, you can read Stephen Hamerick's report on the November edition of the Household Spending Intentions Index, which was published on the 7th of December 2021 on combankresearch.com.au. And the data used in the Commonwealth Bank Household Spending Intentions series is a combination of CBA data and publicly available Google Trends data. Any reference to the term CBA data means the proprietary data of the bank, as the statistics take into account only the bank's data and may not reflect all trends in the market. All customer data used or represented is anonymised and aggregated before analysis and is used and disclosed in accordance with the bank's privacy policy. 